My name is Ramesh Nilamani. Most people call me Neelsh. And my work seeks to create energy transition and exploration and production opportunities through geophysics and broader technologies. Welcome to Seismic Sound Off, exploring the depth and usefulness of geophysics for the scientific community and the public. I'm your host, Andrew Gary. What sets the seismic method apart from other geophysical exploration methods is its ability to deliver three-dimensional, high-resolution images of the subsurface. In this episode, I speak with Nils Nilamani as he traces the history of the seismic method to showcase recent breakthroughs and future advancements. Nils is currently ExxonMobil's Senior Principal Geophysics. Nils shares the insights he gained tracing the history of seismic resolution. He also spotlights the most recent technological leaps for full waveform inversion, explains the value of spectral extrapolation, and outlines how disciplines outside geophysics impact seismic resolution. Niels also highlights recent seismic acquisition techniques focused on reducing their environmental impact. This episode is a wide-ranging exploration of seismic resolution based on seven new papers in the leading edge. To find the link for Niels' article in the entire special section, visit seg.org podcast or check out the episode show notes where you're listening. And now my conversation with Niels Nilamani. We're focused on January's leading edge, which is on seismic resolution, continuing the focus on seismic and the leading edge lately. And this podcast is called Seismic Sound Off. So this episode is a great way to start 2023 and to start January's the leading edge this year. What sets the seismic method apart from other geophysical methods? Thanks, Andrew. Indeed, uh, if you look over the last century, the seismic method has emerged as the cornerstone of uh, exploration geophysics, as it really enabled us to better discover, describe hydrocarbon prospects, geothermal anomalies, seafloor hazards, aquifers, much more. Now, the, the beauty of the seismic method is that it really provides essentially a three-dimensional X-ray of the Earth. And the distinguishing component is that it can provide that over very large areas in a really cost-effective fashion. That's what I think sets the seismic method apart from many of the other technologies that we have utilized in the past. What defines adequate seismic resolution? Oh, that's, uh, again, an interesting question. And uh, maybe sometimes we can say beauty is in the eye of the beholder here. And uh, so seismic resolution in some sense can be, can be defined along those lines. Of course, there is a technical definition here. It can be quantified mathematically in terms of a method's ability to resolve two closely spaced seismic features. No different than in astronomy where we have a couple of stars and we, we define our ability to distinguish between those uh, two stars and that's the resolution uh, required. However, in practice, Adequate seismic resolution is best defined within the uh, context of the subsurface characterization question that is being pursued. For example, in frontier exploration, like subsalt exploration, some basic information like the overall structural framework and the volumetrics may be adequate. This may be early on in an exploration and production setting. In contrast, as we proceed to a more mature setting, say in a production stage, we would want and aim for higher resolution to detect those uh, critical reservoir bed boundaries. 
Of course, all of this said, the definition of adequate continues to move and gets more and more demanding as we are stepping into more complex environments. Yeah, I like that, that the, the definition is really dependent on the context that's being used as well. That makes a lot of sense. You were a co-author of a paper that reviewed the geophysical developments that have driven seismic resolution, so a, a historical paper. What insights did you gain tracing the history of seismic resolution? Oh, man, this was a fun experience, really fun experience. Uh, great collaboration with uh, two extraordinary colleagues uh, and friends. And so a shout out to Joe Riley uh, and Mary Archow, uh, my co-authors on the paper. And I have to admit, I learned a lot along the way. Undoubtedly, the most humbling realization was that we and the current industry really stands on the shoulders of pioneers, the shoulders of giants who understood the science and envision potential solutions long before commercial deployment of these technologies was possible. A really good example is this technology of deghosting. Now, that is a critical step in so-called broadband processing that has really taken off in the last uh, decade or two. What, what I was amazed to learn is that the concept of removing so-called ghost reflections, which is a critical step in enhancing the bandwidth of seismic data, and the ability to do that with jointly with hydrophones and geophones was patented as early as 1956 by Haggerty, whereas the commercial deployment and, and routine practice has, has, has only really started in the last decade or so. That was mind-blowing. And realize that the string of these, these, these types of discoveries that have happened long before they really hit the limelight within the seismic industry. You know, how will disciplines outside geophysics impact future enhancements for seismic resolution? We, we just kind of talking about the history there. Now there's a little bit of uh, projecting about what, what you think might, might impact these future enhancements. Yeah, the, if, if you just look again historically, the, the area of just geophysics and, 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 and seismic processing, seismic resolution enhancement has long been a early and effective adopter of many seminal advances from outside uh, areas. An example is, is digital signal processing and communication theory. Uh, the area of seismic processing and seismic resolution enhancement rapidly en embraced and, of course, contributed advanced uh, these areas in its early stages. Uh, another example is the area of high-performance computing. I, I would argue that this area of seismic resolution was really an, an, an early adopter and, and, a, and a pioneer in pushing the boundaries of uh, HPC uh, in, the, in the past. And it, in fact, continues to be the case uh, even now with uh, HPC and cloud computing. So summary is that I really believe the ideas from outside disciplines will continue to fundamentally drive step changes in seismic resolution enhancement. And some easy and obvious areas Today are, you know, AI and ML, uh, of course, high-performance computing and mathematical methods to solve uh, large-scale inverse problems. And there is a longer list, of course, I, I think, of, 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 of methods which are going to uh, impact our, our quest for adequate and better seismic resolution. Yeah, just like you talk about high-performance computing, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in that field that could impact, you know, the future of seismic resolution. This is a, a particularly large special section. There's seven papers in, in this special section, including three articles featuring FWI. 
How do these three papers highlight the current capabilities of FWI? Yeah, so, you know, if you just step back and look at the methodology itself, uh, full wave field inversion or, or FWI, its ultimate goal is very simply stated. We can just say that we want to derive a high resolution, accurate model of the uh, subsurface, you know, a, a perfect X-ray of the Earth, in other words, directly from measured seismic data. Very easy to say that. But I really view this as the holy grail of exploration geophysics. And the three papers on uh, FWI imaging in this special section are, are uh, excellent illustrations that we have made uh, really good progress. The industry has made really good progress to date with uh, FWI technology. Specifically, giving a shout out to these papers, these, these papers convincingly illustrate that FWI imaging can provide uh, dramatically improved subsurface uh, reflectivity images compared to traditional methods, which is super exciting, of course. I'm looking forward to continued progress in this area in extracting higher resolution elastic properties of the subsurface as we go forward. What is spectral extrapolation and when might it be useful for the seismic interpreter? So seismic data in its uh, when we collect it is band limited from a from a frequency standpoint. Spectral extrapolation techniques aim to, in some sense, see beyond the measured or the original bandwidth of seismic data and thereby extend the usable bandwidth of seismic data. Now, bandwidth extension has a long history of successful applications in electrical engineering applications like you know, audio and speech enhancement as well, and also image enhancement uh, these days. So this, this issue has a, has a interesting uh, spectral extrapolation paper by uh, Perrier and his co-authors. They combine spectral inversion with sparsity constraints and time-variant variable extraction and targeted bandpass filtering to, ex uh, to extend the bandwidth of seismic data. They also have a really uh, interesting application. They illustrate the method's potential to aid seismic interpreters by mapping complex stratigraphy and geomorphological features that are not clearly visible in the original uh, seismic data set that uh, comes from the Philippines. You know, this, this special section, in addition to those three articles on FWI we mentioned, there's also two articles focused on sustainability. What novel survey design did Najee's Day et al. and, and their co-authors feature to lessen the environmental impact of seismic acquisition? Oh, indeed. That's another uh, interesting uh, paper. So our colleagues, uh, Nagizade and his co-authors, they propose a new approach to uh, seismic survey design. It's called EcoSize. The goal of uh, this, this method is to optimize seismic resolution while minimizing the clearing of trees along uh, the seismic acquisition lines and therefore minimize the environmental impact of uh, seismic acquisition. So maybe to just to go into this a little bit of uh, detail, they, they, they look at various uh, data sets, they decimate them, and then they choose, uh, and th this they have an original uh, existing ultra-high-density regularly sampled seismic data set. And then they run a, a full suite of tests going all the way from processing, interpretation, and inversion. And by comparing the results, they are able to evaluate sparse acquisition geometries with low environmental impact that still can optimize the subsurface image resolution. 
an interesting approach to uh, to to read and learn about. Exactly, and we've we've featured several episodes, kind of changing topics, but still sort of in the sustainability field on carbon storage on the podcast. What framework do Yin at all propose for de-risking geologic carbon storage? Yeah, the paper paper by Yin et al. is again another uh, interesting paper. They provide a uh, really novel framework for de-risking geologic carbon storage. The authors recognize that we need to be really cost-effective when we are looking for for repeated carbon storage monitoring. And extensive and repeated seismic monitoring, of course, comes with uh, really high costs and effort. So to overcome this hurdle, what the authors propose is estimating the time-lapse images and thereby support monitoring by inverting the inverting non-repeatable time-lapse survey results jointly. So that makes this method interesting. Of course, they have described uh, their that method in great detail in the paper. Yeah, this is a, a wide-ranging special section. I think we have featured a, a specific podcast episode or multiple episodes on every single type of topic of these seven papers. Uh, so there's a lot to read and, and a lot to take in in the special section. But what particularly excited you about reading these papers? This is, again was a fantastic and educational experience uh, for me. And I'm, I'm grateful for uh, for having this opportunity uh, along with my co-author, uh, Mehdi Archa. Now, we know that uh, enhancing seismic resolution is a multidisciplinary endeavor. It integrates everything from acquisition, processing, quantitative uh, interpretation as well. And it's it's easy to think about this area as, as being mature. But what was exciting and motivating was to see the creativity of our colleagues in this uh, in this industry. We have made a lot of progress, and we continue to make tremendous advances in this area. So that was that was uh, fantastic. That was motivating, and that was gratifying. Yeah, it's kind of a nice thing of being a guest editor. You're you're on the front row seat to see what your your colleagues are working on, and and just get to get to see it almost from a, a different perspective. I think a little bit. One last thing here, what advancements in seismic resolution do you see in the years to come? Is there, you know, if you would kind of share maybe one advancement that you see as, as possible or likely and one that maybe is a little little far afield? Oh, this is a tricky one, Andrew. Uh, so you're going to put me on the spot here. We won't, we won't hold you to it. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, let me go with the safe bet, uh, but, uh, you know, safe but sure bet. We can uh, we can expect uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence based uh, methods to enhance, I would say most, if not all, of seismic uh, pre-processing and post-processing steps, and thereby uh, improve seismic resolution. And re- you know, we continue to make tremendous progress uh, in this area. There is a lot of activity in this area. One just needs to witness the total number of submitted papers and track them uh, over time to understand the the creativity and the level of activity. Uh, another area that has been mature or could be viewed as being mature is, is FWI and computing advances. But I really think that these two areas of, of, of uh, high-performance computing, thereby power empowering uh, FWI-type methods, have a lot of room to grow. And that's not in the not-so-distant future. AI-aided uh, FWI will ingest, I would say, you know, multi-component seismic data and almost in- instantaneously 
deliver high resolution elastic subsurface properties that that seemed a really far stretch maybe a decade back but uh, i expect that we are going to get there uh, in the not so different um, you know, future and then to conclude we don't know what we don't know and maybe this is a good place to uh, quote uh, yogi berra the future ain't what it used to be and i'm looking forward to seeing what it's going to be with all of us yeah that's a nice thing uh, going to be surprised probably one way or the other of whatever it turns out to be which is kind of kind of awesome uh you know lastly here what principal teaching or point of view has helped you succeed in your field andrew i have been uh, enormously lucky to have uh, so many extraordinary mentors in my in my career to date and really look up to many of them maybe i'll call out uh, my late professor uh, sydney purus from uh, rice university he was an extraordinary mentor and a legend and he has impacted so many students and and colleagues uh, in the broader uh, area of science so as as a, as graduate students uh, we enthusiastic students would often uh, approach him who would be our one of our co-advisors and we would present our uh, latest research solutions and algorithms during our uh, weekly meetings or in you know in 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 group settings he would stop us dead in our tracks look us straight in our eyes and ask in a piercing but a very kind voice what question are you really trying to solve and that mantra has been very beneficial for me at work and in life well that is a a wonderful place to to leave it there is there is there anything that i didn't ask that i should have maybe i'll just take the opportunity to thank all the authors who have uh, continued to make uh, tremendous progress uh, in the area of seismic resolution enhancement and even more importantly taking the time and effort to pull all of these uh, all of their ideas together and and present it to the broader audience i'm sure uh, and i'm looking forward to the uh, our our broader audience uh, learning about these papers about this area about the latest in this area and about uh, enjoying and uh, reading them and and learning from them and of course building upon them as we continue this journey of uh, seismic resolution enhancement thank you well thank you neil i think by the time this episode comes out i think most likely it'll be this edition will be in the hands of all the international members across the world who could read this after listening to this so thank you for your time and your insights into into this conversation appreciate it thanks for all the flexibility i'm looking forward to really indeed looking forward to all the folks uh, reading and learning about those papers and about the future as well you know so to see what what's come what comes up you reached the end of seismic sound off thank you for listening to this episode if you want to be the first to know about the next episode please follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts two of my favorites are apple podcasts and spotify If you have episode ideas, feedback for the show, or want to sponsor a future episode, visit seg.org/podcast and find the box titled Contact Seismic Sound Off. Zach Bridges created original music for this show. This episode was hosted, edited and produced by me, Andrew Gary at Treasurement. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble and Ali McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off. Signaling off.